When did you realize that you had stumbled upon a 10-year-old cold case? That, that day when the uh, diver went down and came back up and said, this is a van, contacted us. Uh, myself and a couple other detectives went out there. And one of the other detectives remembered from 1998 that there was three men missing in a van. In this special edition of Inquire, we're going to delve into a 22-year-old cold case that involves the unsolved murders of three Ohio County men who were found inside of a van that had been submerged in a lake in southern Davis County. Earlier this year, myself and Messenger Inquire reporter Bobby Hayes began talking to investigators and a sister of one of the slain men. Over multiple episodes, you're going to hear from them why this case still runs cold. Stay with us. This is Inquire. From the Mr. Inquire, I'm Don Wilkins, and with me is Mr. Inquire reporter Bobby Hayes. Uh, hey, Don. Hey, Bobby. And this is going to be the... Um, the introduction to our cold case project that we started, gosh, seems like a million years ago now, but back in March, <laughs> February kind of time frame. And, you know, we had started on this project, uh, cold case, uh, 22-year-old cold case, uh, three men who were found here in Davis County. Uh, they were found in October of 2008 inside of a van that was submerged in a lake in southern Davis County. And I don't want to give away too much because I want to let uh, the folks who we interviewed talk about that and, and, and share that uh, background as we go on with this. But these guys went missing actually November 25th of 1998. And I don't know where where were you at that time, Bobby? I know you you're not quite as old as I am. Not, uh, and uh, so, what what were you doing in 1998? Uh, oh man, let's see. Um, in 98, I would have been let's see, tw I would have, I guess I would have been 12 years old. I would have turned 12 in October okay. that year, so I was freshly 12. Okay, so um, and yeah, so I guess my point of asking you that is is at that time. Um, I was actually a reporter at the Ohio County newspaper, and you were, you know, a 12-year-old <laughs> there in Hartford, and we <laughs> had not even met yet, uh, obviously. Um, so I don't, I doubt as a 12-year-old you even remember this case, or do you? Um, I vaguely do. I'm, I, as you know, I'm a, um, a lover of true crime. I always have been. I'm kind of fascinated in things like this, so... I do remember picking up on something like that because I always like sort of um, obscure things like this. Um, I do remember chatter of it vaguely, but I don't deeply remember, you know, the atmosphere at the time and what exactly was going on. I just know, I just remember, you know, my my parents, my grandma, like uh, kitchen table talk <laughs> about this kind of thing. Um, and yeah, I, I'm, I'm, more remember though um october of 08 when they were found i do remember that so but i and then I, it kind of harkened back to me this event in 98 and 
I kind of remembered and researched it at that time and started to pull things together. So, um, but yeah, I, I do, I do recall it's a, you know, Ohio County is in Hartford. I mean, these, it's a, I mean, it's a, it's a small town, a big County. No, I'm not saying a lot of things don't happen there, but obviously they do, but um, you know, it seemed odd at the time. Well, just from experience, yeah, Ohio County is, you know, 22,000 or so population. Mm-hmm. And and bad things there uh, don't happen um, quite as frequently as they may in, in a larger populated area. But from my experience, wherever there are people, bad things happen, you know. And it's, oh, yeah. <laughs> and it's just, you know, the nature, you know, of mankind. So... Uh, and this was probably it ranks up there with with probably one of the most tragic and gruesome um, kind of stories that I ever covered. And and like I said, I was uh, just kind of fresh out of journalism school uh, when this story went down. And I was working at the Ohio County Times News at that early point in my career. And it so happened that uh, Christina Shepard. Um, was also working there, and, and I remember her coming in talking about her brother um, being missing, and of course asking you know me to run a story about you know uh, helping them find their brother and his two friends who had gone missing with him. His name was uh, Bill Gross, 28 years old at the time. James Woodward, who was 25 years at the time, and Brian Rayley, who was 24 years old at the time. So you're talking about three men in the prime of their lives just disappeared. And that, you know, that sort of thing just doesn't happen. So that case in and of itself, you know, was just unique in that aspect of it. But at the same time, they were three grown men who had gone missing. And, and I don't know, and I don't want to say that the Ohio County Sheriff's Department didn't take it seriously at the time. But at the same time, whenever adults go missing, it's a little different than whenever children go missing and so you know nobody really knew you know what to think you know they you know these guys had gotten into a little bit of trouble prior to this and and but at the same time you know it was easy to think well maybe they just they just left you know and um, just went to lay low or whatever you know nobody really knew what to think And, and and the crazy thing about it was is that they were really um, you know, there were no real leads, you know, except for just rumors and, and people talking about this. And, and at that time, the police, um, like with anything, with any new kind of case, you know, they weren't willing to share a whole lot with us. Now it's a little different. Um, as you'll find out, as we, uh, talk to a couple of the investigators, uh, who, who investigated the case, so, you know, what what is it about this case, Bobby, that, that strikes you? Um, I guess one that they all three went missing at the same time. No, it seemingly no evidence um, was found. It's just like, as you said, they, it's as if they just disappeared. And so leaving everybody to speculate and, you know, thinking their worst nightmare or, or thinking of the worst nightmare that that could happen. And then, and then, you know, basically 10 years later, um, that nightmare was realized. And then I guess to me, um, 
I guess the timeliness of it, that it was almost exactly like, what was it almost exactly 10 years? That fascinates me. Um, how they were found fascinates me that they were all three together fascinates me. Um, and I guess you can sort of, and we'll, we'll, we'll get into this as we unfold this story, but you can kind of piece together their timeline and, and, and put together rumor and stuff like that. And, and that fascinates me just like the building of a case when there is no case, you know, it's, um, you know, how do you investigate something when, geez, 10 years has passed and, um, I mean, there is evidence there, but it's almost, uh, like I said, we'll get into it, but the evidence there is hard to read. It's hard to get into, but I'm, uh, I, I'm fascinated that they were found at all. Um, and the way that they were found, uh, is, is very interesting. It's almost serendipitous and, um, I can't imagine, um, what it would have been like to be the family members of these, uh, gentlemen, you know, uh, you hear the rumor of them being found and then just to, to see it happen and unfold, it must have been, um, on one hand, maybe relieving to know, uh, the end of the story. Um, but also, um, you know, uh, heartbreaking. I couldn't imagine, you know, hoping that it's not true. And then, it, and then you find out that it is true. That sort of thing fascinates me too. This just, the the human aspect of it. Cause these were, like you said, they, they had gotten into trouble. Um, there were, they had a past, like everybody has a past. They had a past, but they were still, you know, and we talked to Christina. That's, this is her brother. I mean, is it her younger brother? I don't recall. No, it was her older brother, older, yes. older brother, but still, I mean, I, I mean, gee, is, um, that's her brother, you know, and these are, these guys had families, um, that loved them that, you know, that were there for them. And, uh, yeah, so it's, um, I mean, it's definitely, it's heartening, uh, to, to hear her story. Um, and it's also heartbreaking, um, in a way. So, yeah. So we, yeah, back in, back in early March, late February, you know, we started on this project and, um, and I had reached out to Christina. I don't know. It's been even before that. I mean, it was months, if not a year before that, we kind of just kind of went back and forth on the idea and you know I didn't I wasn't sure whether or not I wanted to to open up this old wound for her you know and not you know and not yeah. not sure how she would feel about it you know I, I I knew her I know I know her family and so I'm always a little hesitant whenever I'm that close to someone you know as as and and to bring them in to to something like this, you know. But I talked to her about it, and and, and so she, you know, and, and she approached this because um, she wanted she wants justice, you know, uh, for her brother and, and and his two friends. You know, it was, you know, she talks about, you know, there's been some closure, you know, because they did they did find them, um, but at the same time they know that these three men were murdered and how they were murdered in the, in the gruesome way that they were. It just doesn't seem right that no one has ever been brought to justice on this. And that's what she's ultimately seeking. And I'm sure the other family members, um, are too. 22 years later and not to be any closer than you were back in 1998. You know, that's, you know, that's tough. You know, you think that, you know, with all the, technology that police have nowadays and uh, all the forensics that they have nowadays, you know, that they would be able to solve this crime. I mean, you know, we watch these, uh, you know, what criminal minds and those sort of shows on, 
on television. Of course, um, you know that's you know that's fiction we're talking about here uh, with those, but they make it look easy. Where this is uh, because of the circumstances uh, yeah. that 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 they were found and the evidence that that you would typically have you didn't have in this case. So it's just um, you know, and then. And then all of a sudden, like I said, when we started this, this was back in late February, mid-March, I believe, the last interview that we did down at the Davis County Sheriff's Department was on March fifteenth. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that was a that was that was a lifetime ago. <laughs> that you know, and then you know, we know what happened happened next. You know, the uh, the the coronavirus um, kind of it. It consumed us all, and then all of a sudden, all the, all the you know, the, the time and, and hours that we put into this had to take a back seat. It had to go into back burner because, you know, we had to focus our attention, you know, from a um, from a news standpoint on on the impact of this coronavirus. But then, you know, then you know we have our own personal lives. You know, we had to worry about our families, and so so then months and months went by, and then I finally reached back out to Christine and especially since um, this was coming up um, on the anniversary of when her brother and his two friends went missing, which was uh, November 25th, 1998. And so it happens to be, uh, you know, that was the day before Thanksgiving that yeah, year. Yeah, I was just thinking that. <laughs> and so this year, same kind of deal, Thanksgiving also falls on the 26th, so almost 20, well, 22 years wow. to the day. And so this is whenever this uh, podcast uh, was going to release around that time frame, along with, uh, I'll have a print version of this, but in this, you're, you're going to be able to actually, you know, hear hear the folks who were involved uh, talking about this case and what it means to them and the emotional aspect of it and and just a frustration by the investigators that they've never been able uh, to capture this. And another thing we need, we need to, you know, put out there is that the two investigators in this case for the Davis County Sheriff's Department are both now retired. So mm -hmm. you have that aspect of it as well that uh, you would like, you know, that if, if if this case were to break, that the two guys or the two detectives, you know, the two original detectives were the ones who would you know, pick the case up and, and take it running again. But cold cases, murder cases, they're never closed, so it's going to have to be somebody else with the Sheriff's Department. And and I know Christina was disappointed whenever I told her that Bill Thompson had retired mm -hmm. uh, at the end of July. And um, Morgan Palmer, who was the other detective, he retired uh, sometime last year. And before he retired... I was able to get an interview from him about this case. So, so you, you will hear from both detectives and Christina um, as we go out, uh, go through these episodes. And that wraps up our show for this week. We'd like to thank Mr. Inquiry reporter Bobby Hayes for joining me. And then join us next time for episode two of Code Case, Three Men in a Van. And remember, you can find us on the Mystery Inquirer's website, iTunes, and Facebook, where you can subscribe to Inquire. Until next time, I'm Don Wilkinson. Good day for Inquire.